I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, it's Broad City Chick, Broad Broad City Chick. <laughs> Here I am. We are going to do Broad City. Uh, we're going to have a special guest join us in episode two, but... Yes. Here we are. You want to hit us up with some Broad City background? So originally, this was a web series. It was developed by the two main stars, Elena and Abby. And it was based on their real life friendship and kind of like being 20-somethings in New York City and kind of, you know, all the misadventures that go along with that. Uh, they met them when they were studying at the popular improv group, UCB. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but um, a lot of big stars started off there too. And then they kind of de- decided to develop this web series. The series episodes are only like two, three minutes long. Like they were quick things. But eventually Amy Poehler, who was also part of UCB back in the day, um, got wind of it. First, it was interested for FX, but they kind of thought it was like too girly, which I don't know. Um, but then it was picked up by Comedy Central to be a full-fledged TV series. I think it's got legs you know they saw something online that kind of they thought was cool and interesting and quirky and they picked it up to be a tv series and then here we are with these two girls because i i don't know about you i didn't really know what to anticipate i knew it was kind of be like a millennial thing but i really didn't know anything about it it's not a millennial thing stop grouping everything and I, I hate when people just group everything in the millennial this is a gen z thing well i don't like when people call me a millennial so i tend to like everything after me i tend to think this millennial oh, they should split millennial into two separate yeah. things because it's all ult- it's ultimately too broad yeah, this I is agree. gen z so the oldest a gen z is right now is like 26 okay. this is gen z all right Whatevs. what, what are millennial you, audience. you would be the second part of millennial i would be the first part that should no be. i would still be grouped in the first i was born in the 80s yeah okay you get that one year that you lived in the 80s <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're still cool yeah, I was born in 89, so I'm 30. Like, I'm 30. I'm not a millennial. Like, I'm not a 20-year-old little douchebag. Yeah, I hate that. I really, really hate that. And I fight against it all the time because I'm like, well, no, there's really, like, another, like, subgroup that I'm a part of because I'm not a millennial. Exactly. Like, Eliza Schlesinger's elder millennial. Like right. There's, we went through this whole thing where there was, like, we went through every tech thing, right? It was yeah, like, I remember 9-11. <laughs> pretty much if you remember 9 11 you should have made a different group well i mean and like we had cassette tapes two cds vhs's to dvds to now everything streaming it's like i went through all that shit so i don't get i don't want to be i had a shitty it. flip phone yeah i had the, the i had the, virgin the, mobile, mobile bitch yeah with the keyboard <laughs> i had a nokia no bigger bigger thing i had no cell phone till i was 17 like you i don't even know yeah. if you're in that you know what i mean like it's like um I think like eighth grade, I got mine. Okay, see, even then, it's like when we wanted to make a call, we used to legit do the old collect thing where you would call and be like, "My big man from school," like before you had to pay for the collect call. Like, yeah, and, you know and what I, I mean? Dial, I had dial up all that bullshit. Exactly. exactly. Also, I had no computer. Right. And then I had the computer with the green writing that my school was throwing out that I took home just to play Oregon Trail. Yeah. So it's like we're a whole subgroup. So yes, I do. Sorry, Gen Z, whatever the heck it is. Millennial-ish. Millennial undertones. Yeah, this show is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Just two broke chicks living in New York City. Just mundane, everyday things. And just going to be like, it's going to be comedy about it. Where we're going to like say swears and things that make us not totally feminine and cutting edge and oh exactly all this like cheesiness and i'm like yeah this is exactly what i thought it was 
It's very, it's quirky, oddball. Uh, it fits in well with Comedy Central and their brand, I think. Um, right down to their clothes, right? It's like layers upon layers of I don't give a shit attire. It's like, put it on. We got to go. We got to go have like an adventure. It's almost Yeah, like- it's just like kids nowadays that look super trendy. Like I'm not saying kids. Well, those people that are like very hip are just like poor 90s kids now. Like the way they dress. Yeah. I like yearn for the day when people go back to dressing like with dresses. Like, you know what I mean? Like putting something on to go out in public, but we'll never get back there. But, you know, this is almost like girls meets It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Yep. They're doing like their feminism thing, but they're doing it their own way. They're like, oh, well, girls like to fuck and they puke and they're messy and they work menial jobs, but they also still know how to like throw down and have fun and have good friendships. And we're going to yeah. have like weird escapades. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, as a male watching it, it that's what you are drawn to like that sort of thing like see another side of girls that you don't get to listen to until you're married and then you just hear (laughs) everything and this too is it's not meant to be mainstream it's meant to be a cult hit you know it's supposed to be you can tell there's improv mixed in with like this weird clever like funny writing so you know it's off the cuff shit well a thing that amy poehler used to do on parks and rec which she did on this show is they let them do they would read their lines and then they would get it, wait till they got the cut, and then they would let them improv a few takes. Oh, that's cool. See if that's anything clever. funnier came out of it. And like that's like one of the scenes in Parks and Rec, which you've never seen, but the fans at home will love, is when Amy Poehler's character, she gets sick, and Chris Pratt t- types her symptoms in on the computer, and he goes, I just typed in your symptoms, and it says you could have connectivity problems. <laughs> internet connectivity problems and like that was like one of the funniest lines in the show and it's completely improvised those usually tend to be the best when someone just kind of spitballing and something comes out and you're like oh that was the one yeah like jaws we're gonna need a bigger boat i mean it's cool they give these these you know young adults kind of the room to do their thing because obviously thought their web series had merit you know to pick it up for this so like they kind of knew what they were doing they know themselves right this whole thing is it's an autobiography but it's heightened versions of themselves they're exaggerating for comedy so it's like well how you gonna tell somebody to be themselves you know you kind of got to let them improv and do their thing yeah i mean i liked how i didn't know like a soul in this besides hannibal burris yeah. Like, I love Hannibal Burris. He's so funny. So, like, that face never moves. It's got one, like, the lips just yeah. move a little bit. <laughs> so sleepy. Yeah. Uh, you have the character of Abby, who is uh, a poor man's new girl. She's like a witty Zoe Deschanel. What do they call that? Manic pixie dream girl type thing? Yeah. And then you have Alana, who's a very poor man's Jenny Slate. Yep. Who's <laughs> in Parson Wreck. And she is. Uh, Mona Lisa Saperstein in there. She is, she's so funny, uh, but she's funny too. But she gets, I get those both vibes. Like they're like, Hey, we're kind of edgy versions of, you know, this person, but they're both individualistic enough where I'm not just like, they're ripping that off. No, you know I, mean? I, I think, I think that they have definitely their own thing. I mean, we'll get into like our breakdown of the episode, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of quirks that they each have that are, that are, I actually laughed out loud a few times. couple cool character uh, character little snippets from the show is Alana's brother Elliot is played by Alana's real life brother Elliot <laughs> uh, he's actually a writer on New Girl so there's that tie there's like the Parks and Rec tie and the New Girl tie and I put them all together um, yeah. before this even started and uh, I just my second note is I love Hannibal Burris. That's, that's what I wrote. Just want to read. Just want to go back to the end. <laughs> when we see him, I wrote down, "Man, he's stone." His eyes were like two piss holes in the snow. Like they were... <laughs> <laughs> piss holes in the snow. 
those are the weirdest little things, like the weirdest uptown New York sayings or upstate <laughs> New York sayings. So basically in this episode, we're following uh, our two characters, Alana and Abby, as they want to go to this new new pop-up shop that's going to be like Lil Wayne. It's a Lil Wayne pop-up like concert that's coming up. Weezy. And they need 200 bucks. Well, they, pretty much... 50 bucks for tickets, 200 for drinks. Because yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. Like I love going to New York City. I totally get it because pop-up shops and like pop-up concerts and stuff are like all the rage. It's like all you look up when you go to New York City. Uh, Lindsay and I, we went for the Friends pop-up shop and I thought it was going to like disappear. But you want to know what? Six months later, it's in Boston. I thought it was like a one-time deal. Here I am shoveling out all this cash out in the wind. There's some cool ones. There's a horror one in LA I'm dying to go to. They did a really fun um, here in the great state of New York. They did... um, the Beekman house, which is like where you get fancy lo- goat lotions and stuff like that. Um, they made it into the Schitt's Creek Rose Apothecary for like the month of February. And it was fun just to go get photo ops and stuff like that. So, they, you know, even even around here, there's some things to do. <laughs> no, I saw I saw that when you did it. I think it's very cool when places do that. It's um, unique. It, you know, it brings the fans in. And certain things. I know there's a restaurant in New York City, like they, they're like SpongeBob, Krusty Krab one day and all this other stuff. So it's like yeah. you want to see what they're doing. I like it. It's cool. That's like the all the rage in New York City. It makes a connection because I mean, from working at the production company, like everything's about immersive experiences. Like how can you connect and be interactive with the audience? Right. So those pop up shops are perfect for that kind of thing. Yeah. Last time I went, there was a Mac Miller one for the release of a CD after he died. Oh, and wow. they had like an immersive room where you listen, just listen on beanbag chairs to the new CD. And it was honestly like three blocks long to let. Oh, my gosh. To get crazy. Into it. It huge. We took an Uber there and we were like, oh, fuck. Wow. So we ended up going to a pie place around the corner to just eat pie. <laughs> just took too long to get in. No, I'm like, whatever, I'll go listen to it in the hotel room and just vibe out. But that's the cool thing about New York City, which is like, if, if whatever you want to do isn't happening, you can go like a block down and there's like other cool shit happening. Yeah, you're like, whatever, this sucks. Like, let's go do something else. In the show, we're that's pretty much the premise of the show. But when it opens, they're like FaceTiming each other. I love that it opened on a vibrator. Like, yeah, like, like Abby's, playing, Abby's playing with her vibrator. Actually, she's making a time for her to masturbate. And then on the other end, you have yeah, Alana, along who, music. I'm like, who's having sex with in a Baburus's character Lincoln? And it's just so funny. You? you can see him. That was hysterical. Like I actually laughed out loud at that. And she goes, she goes, is he in you? She goes, I'm just keeping him warm. It was- Even now I'm laughing. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? It's very um workaholics that's what i'm thinking of it's like a female workaholic dry but weird kind of thing yeah weird like hypersexual humor and stuff it's when she wants her to go to the pop-up she's like she's like i don't know man like i'm i'm really like committed to finishing season one of damages i was like is this me like i can't (laughs) go to a party because i might have to put on pants and stop binge watching television when i was a teenager joe no joke i've been like this long before binge watching was a thing everyone go to parties and i'd be like fuck that i want to watch a movie and like literally like they would try to like drag me out of the house and i would be like mm, i really just want to stay in tonight <laughs> like i've been like that forever <laughs> no i totally get that vibe from you about not wanting to go out and do anything uh and then we start getting into the girls and their jobs and i will start by saying soul cycle is the fucking worst <laughs> it seems like what the most they kept doing they're like Mer. i don't know 
fucking stupid thing. It seems like the most ridiculous thing to do with your time, exercise-wise. Like, I don't know. Go for a fucking run. Go for a walk. Don't sit on a stationary bike. Go get a real bike. Don't they do that move, too, where they, like, hump the bike, where it's, like, up, down, up, down? (laughs) (laughs) They, like, talk to you about, like, what you're doing. Like, how about you just go out and ride up a hill and then go down a hill? You know what I mean? And, like, 8,000 people have ridden that bike that you've ridden. It's just close. Yeah, and everyone's so close. You're just, like, sweating at it. But it was funny because you think, like, she's, like, unenthusiastically leading the class. And really, she's, like, with the trash barrel. Yeah, she, like, wants to become a trainer. But she is just the janitor there. It makes sense. The, your 20s are such a hard time, especially after you're out of college. Like, you're in that quarter-life crisis time. And it's, like, this was very reminiscent of me in my 20s, like, living in L.A. Like, I'm so poor. I to shop at 99 cent store for groceries i'm interviewing at like weed stores and selling sketchy hair salon packages so i can have like, some money what? to go out you <laughs> sold hair salon packages i used to work god i'm so sorry to all these people so i used to work um at this place and you you would get a hair salon package and you, i worked on commission so every time i sold one i got 40 bucks so i was like and they would you would go off in groups. So there'd be three or four of us who were all in our twenties, like young, you, you know, pretty cute looking back then. And they would drop us at different campuses in like the LA area. Like all, there's a million colleges, right? So you go to like UCLA for the day or like Santa Barbara and just like walk around campus and sell them. Like it's soliciting. It's not probably frowned upon, if not illegal. And like, and then you would get like the kids to come over and be like, Oh, so um, this is a five month promotion, nineteen ninety nine per month, and blah blah blah. And you'd like sell them a thing. They give you your credit card. Boom, boom, boom. You'd be on your way. Well, that freaking company, if you don't call and cancel, it's like everything else, right? They'll keep charging your ass for months. So, like, basically, that was the thing. But they could take the thing and go to like a few salons and different, like, in the LA area and get like discounts. I don't know. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> so fucking weird. I would never get myself into a pyramid scheme like that. Um, I see them all the time now. There's like girls that are like, hey guys, I just want to tell you about my essential oils. And I'm like, unfollow on my Instagram, please. What the fuck happened? It's a lazy man thing. I had to be out there huffing it in the fucking California sunshine talking to freaking (laughs) 19-year-olds about hair salon packages like a sketch ball. And I had a fucking master's degree. (laughs) What's the matter, Courtney? You don't want to be your own boss? You don't want to make $2,000 a month? That's (laughs) what second week of work i had i did so well in the first two weeks of work they're like oh you've done really well we're gonna take you on a business trip to san diego so that was the only reason i've ever seen san diego because i went with that sketch ass company to like what to go sell in san diego yes yeah that's fucking weird yeah yeah but yeah i remember what it's like to be 20 and poor and you want to go out and you live in a cool city and you gotta fucking be resourceful uh so the other girl works at uh groupon which is super funny <laughs> it's like you know they like change the name but it's groupon um yeah. and this was our last job i was just gonna say i wrote that down we'd be like we'd be like so are we gonna get checks this week or are we gonna get checks this week and then she goes when she goes to leave he's like please come back today i go oh my god this is not we're supposed to be on a half hour lunch we've gone two and a half hours we've downed three margaritas and now we gotta go back and <laughs> I remember coming, I remember like one day they're like, Joe, we know you guys go out to lunch and we know you guys go drinking on Fridays and we don't care because you guys get your work done and everything. But we just want to let you know you guys aren't smooth about it. <laughs> I would have been like, that's all Courtney's fault, isn't it? Because we so fucking loud. company with us. It wouldn't just be like, oh, three of us are going to lunch. Oh, I'm yeah. We'd fucking, going to lunch. Yeah, we'd pull out a bullhorn and be like, what's up, motherfuckers? We're going to El Capoco's. Oh, my God. 
And we'd have like just a train of cars going yeah. down Route 1. A caravan of like half the company going to lunch. I can't believe you wrote that down too because that's exactly what that reminded me of. Like, oh God, here we go. I was like, uh, this, was, this was us. But yeah, so she goes out and she basically wants to do like Ferris Bueller Day, right? Yeah, she's like, call Hookie out of work and let's go. She's like, no, I can't. We're working. And then the guy comes up. She's like, he's like, have a positive day. She's like, it would, it could be a positive day. I'm waiting for a very serious blood test. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Why wouldn't you just tell him it was something minor, not oh full blown AIDS test? Yeah, he goes, let me know if you have AIDS. Like, I was like, what? Oh, the she hell? might, though. You're making her clean up all the gross shit in the bathrooms. I know. She goes, but I got to go get those pubes. I was like, oh, I don't care what job I needed. I'm not cleaning up the barf, the shit. In the Absolutely pubes. not. I remember once they told us that the trash people were coming every other day. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> this is anarchy. Yeah. Are we poor? Should I leave? We got to throw it. Yeah. Throw our own stuff out of the fridge after 24 hours. If it's in there, we're like, like this is a plate of bullshit. We were, we were so fucking prissy. <laughs> we were... There was a, a full blown, it was a full blown kitchen. So there was a stove. So I'd straight up be cooking scallops and steak out <laughs> Remember the time we randomly just made pancakes for everyone during the day? Yeah, I, like, I remember you were like, Joe, go, Joe, bring in eggs tomorrow or bring in bread or something. Yeah. And I stopped at the grocery store on the way and we made full blown breakfast for everyone in the office because we were like, ah, whatever. I burned the scallops once and the boss comes out. He's like, what's happening out here? It's just like that nasty. <laughs> that was such a cool office environment. I know we talk about it. It's, it's our office environment was like having a bunch of 20 something year olds in charge of an entire company but yeah this this show was like so it reminded me so much of like that time like from my transition to like la to like working with everybody it just like it was mirroring all that crap it was awesome all right so they sell a bunch of shit like from their work it's like a router (laughs) just like with the wires on it no box and they're like yeah we just don't need this stuff anymore so they get 135 bucks but it's in the gift card form which they give to a drug dealer who ends up switching it for pizza like that's new york city it reminds me of like when i used to live i know new york is different from la but when i lived in la it was like there was some hippie chick one day with a seashell bikini and she's like please please buy my burritos like i'm trying to make some money so i like buy one of her burritos and then i walk like a few steps down and someone's like need money for weed and i was like um i don't have weed but i have this burrito it's like an, it's like a currency right like you just pass it to the next person they sell some stuff from work and then they go and drum in public which is super weird it was hilariously unexpected yeah and i love how lakewood shows up because like i know love how no one ever teaches these people how to drum like who teaches the, the drum people that was funny though they're like they're so clever and then they're like doing it and the break dancer comes over and like steals their thunder and they're <laughs> they're like fighting with the people that have gathered and then it cuts to them like leaving because they got pissed break dancer took all the money and they were like why did the lady steal the fishbowl like in all their change <laughs> So they end up going to some house. The dude's house they go to, he comes out with like a John Waters mustache and like an, an, a wardrobe Yanni would wear. Like, I was like, what? Yeah, this? Fred Armisen. Like, honestly, I don't get Fred Armisen. I, I never will either. get Fred Armisen. He was kind of funny in SNL. But he's like, I don't hear good things about him in real life. And so it really turns me off about him. Yeah, like Portlandia looks like the biggest hunk of shit I've ever seen. We're never, you're never going to catch me doing this, that show on here. We're not doing Portlandia. Looks so sorry. fucking boring. Like, I just hate like that weirdo like creep he just has a vibe about him he does and that's i think i don't like because i wasn't sure i was gonna bring him up and i was like oh i don't know if joe likes him but yeah i don't care and i didn't care for the years he was on snl i liked him this like two or three skits so they clean this dude's house in their underwear yeah i thought they were gonna have to prostitute themselves i was like but then when they (laughs) like just like 
banging it out in the underwear and he's just watching them but like always in like weird positions like at one point he's like in the coat hanger watching them or something i don't know i guess this was what craigslist that's why craigslist shut down from that stuff oh my god there used to be all these i'll never forget like there would be ads to be like you have bigger than 36 double d come show your boobies you can wear a mask it's gonna be like one thousand dollars for the day <laughs> weird you show. can wear masks <laughs> that's so weird. wear a mask and show, like yeah those were legit well i don't know how legit they were but those were ones that i've read in the past yeah no definitely believe it um then they go get the money from him he goes i'm just a baby i don't oh. have any money that was the weirdest Tag me. <laughs> i would have been like you want to know what i'm gonna take fucking everything out of this house i would turn the house upside down until i found a wallet they something. were funny because they were like throwing shit around but they weren't actually like breaking anything like you saw there were several vases that they could have broken but they're not like oh we're not gonna fuck that shit up but they're like just tearing the plant apart taking all the tissues out of the box yeah i would have went absolute bananas and i was like and that's the end of the episode it like ended super abruptly well yeah she's um (laughs) i thought maybe a whole new scene was gonna start when she was in the bathroom and she calls her and she like she's like she's there for me and like she's puking and stuff but then that was just the end of the episode i was like oh okay but i guess that's you know that's how it's gonna end like everything's so weird in this and like just like matter of fact everyday stuff that i'm sure it's just that's it yeah i love how she was like let me know before you throw up and then she's just like Bleh. and then she goes do you want to come over we have pizza and she's just like what kind they're like they're just weird friends right oh one thing we didn't talk about the room the guy who's dating her roommate wait i wrote down live look at joe on the couch playing video games. oh fuck off i rarely play video games Oh my god, yeah, that fucking guy was grossing me out, but he was hysterical because he's like, oh, can you get some toilet paper? And she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, while you're out, maybe like a warm cookie that's soft, but not chewy. <laughs> or like, however yeah. that's said it, like, so But weird. not dry. Even when they go out and smoke the joint, she's like, oh, this is really good weed. And she's like, oh, it's PCP. Like, they're just fucking weirdos, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everywhere, there's like little things that... That show like what New York City is like actually like compared to what people think it's like. Like to me, here's what's gonna happen, right? Like I don't actually know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be like these things. It's gonna be like there's run-ins with drag queens. There's weird drugs, and we do like a few trippy seeds. There's weird guys for us to bang. There's some like funny nudity, maybe because like Comedy Central, you can't be full nude, obviously. But they did that like the bars blurred out on her t-shirt, so they're gonna do like some of that kind of weird stuff. I think they're gonna show them like try to grow and stuff. She she has this boyfriend Lincoln, which who she obviously doesn't take seriously. Yeah. And then like he's gonna like leave and like try to have a real relationship. Then she's gonna find out she really wants a real relationship and there's gonna be all this shit that goes along with it. Yeah. Like like real life stuff. But then there's gonna be just like like this. Like all this shit happened because they wanted to go see a little Wayne like pop right. up show. You know what I mean? I did think at some point maybe they'll have this thing where they get into like a fight and there'll be like a few episodes where they're on the outs type thing because obviously like they're super close right now. So you have to have like that honesty episode where you know something happens. Yeah, and- they'll show them like adjacently doing the same activity that they would have yeah. done together or like walking down the street and then they'll like yep. bump into each other. I could see that. I could see that for sure. This is a show that's made to be like reviewed by BuzzFeed. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could watch a whole show of just Alana at her job. Oh my gosh. And just like the characters that... Like the guy who runs it being such a jamope. When she's putting up the Craigslist ad, he's like, this is work time. She's like, well, I'll take a break then. (laughs) 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 I did go back and watch the first episode of the web series, which is only like two minutes long. 
and it just opens up on them walking down the street like the whole like a homeless guy asks for some money and the one with the curly hair alana goes up to him and she's like oh do you have change for this bill (laughs) the homeless like has to give her change for the bill and then they're walking away and the other one's arguing with her she's like no that's not what you do and like they're going back and forth back and forth and then she just like rips the money and goes to the homeless guy instead so like i think that's probably why it picked up traction to become a real tv series because it's funny right like in those two minutes you told a whole story you told like a whole situation that we're all in right especially if you live in a city like you come in those circumstances a lot so i think that you probably get this thing where it's like you can relate to a lot of these things they're just heightened they're just you know they're just amped for comedy but you can Mm -hmm. relate to a lot of the situations no i totally get it one time i was going to sell this game and i was Oh God, I'm not even going to tell the story. Well, we smoked weed beforehand and we were walking through the North End and there was a prostitute and she went up to my buddy and was like, hey, you want to have a good time? And my buddy's like, I'm having a fucking great time. Actually. <laughs> and she's like, you have any money? He's like, actually, we're going to the ATM right now. Oh my <laughs> it gosh. Like, it was just like the weirdest... It was like the weirdest back and forth ever. Yeah, it's it's unpredictable. And I think, you know, I look back at my 20s, like, I'll joke about some of the stuff in L.A., but, like, it's funny because I'm like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? I'm lucky I'm not on a post. But that wasn't safe. That wasn't a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, um, I had I laughed out loud in this episode, which is always good. You know, there's comedies where you watch them on TV and you kind of, like, chuckle to yourself. But I actually, like, burst out at one point and laughed. So, like, I think that's important when you're doing a comedy, especially Comedy Central, because some of that can get a little like, this I think was pretty good. It's pretty good representation of that network. Comedy Central can get repetitive on some stuff, though. Yeah. New York City has so much stuff that you can do in it, so it'd be tough to run out of ideas. You get like, they'll surely have runs with like really rich people, really poor people, other students. Like, there's a lot of different people in New York City, a lot of different audiences that these people can mingle with and interact with. Did you watch Girls ever when it was on? It's weird. It's almost like this. This is more hijinks, but it's got a lot of the same premise, a lot of the same like qualities, I think, to it that would appeal to both audiences. And that was a pretty popular show. Of course, you know, HBO, you can get naked and all that other shit. But I think this has got a lot of promise. And I think what's cool about this and that's different is you could go in any order and kind of watch these. They're almost like one off episodes. You don't have to. There's some connecting threads, but it's not like huge. Like You could jump in at any point and just have fun. watching. Yeah, it's like. It's one of those things, but they're like under sto- like other storylines, but they don't matter if you just hop in anywhere. And right. I love that. And they're only like 20 minutes a pop. So Yeah. Simple, easy to digest, and you get a couple laughs. So You like, like blink, that. and you've already gone through like six of them. I don't even have any like suggestion for the ending of the show. Um, Maybe one gets a new job and has to move away. Okay. Kids now, you know, our age, we, you know, you have to leave company. Right. There's no like... There's no more like putting 20, 30 years in a company and then... That makes sense what would happen. One has to leave or they have to they have to start something new. I mean, especially five seasons, if they start this and they're like, what are they, maybe 22 in these episodes? So by the time it ends, you're about 27. You know, you got to go on and do the next chapter, do the next thing. Like there's going to be like big life events that they'll go through together. But ultimately, I think their work in different things will take them somewhere else besides New York City. A good prediction for a show like this that could really go anywhere. I think that's it's not it's not too deep. Like I can't like in-depth character analyze their growth or anything like we usually do. I'm super excited because next time we're gonna have two guests. One, two, two guests. A lot of people. It's gonna be a fun conversation about a fun show and I'm excited for everybody to hear it and see you know, what kind of happens next. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, definitely bringing some experts on this. We'll be able to fill the gaps 
because yeah. or like talks about talk about some of their favorite hijinks and stuff like that i'm really excited for that so thanks guys uh make sure to follow us on instagram spoil everything pod make sure to leave us a five-star review on itunes thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you thursday mm-hmm.